than strictly necessary. He produces a second document. This entitles us to search the premises, as well as your office on campus. My office on campus? I don't even have an office on campus. I have a mailbox and a table I like in the faculty lounge. In the pin-drop background, all conversation has ceased. I hear the silence rippling through the house, but I've had three rounds of scotch with Warren Geiler, and now I've lost my temper. Let me see that badge again. I can instruct the officers to handcuff and Mirandize you right here on the steps, if that's the way you'd prefer to accomplish this. Bell looks me in the eyes. But I can see that you're having a party. Some detective? Sarah says, Paul? In spite of the shock, I know exactly who's behind this little production. But it still doesn't make any sense. Sexual what? I picture all of this from the point of view of one of our guests, say, for instance, Warren Geiler, the Chancellor's husband, and I realize that by reacting the way any reasonable person might, I'm only making things worse. In fact, I can see in the tense, readied looks on the faces of the two officers flanking Detective Bell that I'm possibly one good outburst away from getting tasered in my own doorway. This has to be a joke, I say. Mr. Calloway, you have the right to remain silent. Detective Bell stands aside as one of the officers moves his hand to the cuffs on his belt. Jesus. I kiss Sarah on the forehead, break away, and reach for the closet. Paul, this says... It's okay. I nod inside the house. See if anybody in there knows a lawyer who can make things as unpleasant as possible for Detective Bell and his teenage sons here. I want your badge numbers before you leave, Sarah says, all of you. She's taken her administrative tone, and something about the sound of it fills my heart with gratitude. It tells me, if I needed to know, that despite all we've been through these past few months, we're still playing on the same team. For the moment, that's all I need to set aside the fundamental injustice underway here swallow the hundred protests clanging in my head, and move this insanity away from our doorstep. I put on my coat and join the two officers waiting to escort me to the curb. The night air is a bracing slap that leaves me hyper-alert, yet strangely numb at the same time. On either side of me I can feel the officers' hands on my elbows. I can feel the flagstones beneath the soles of my shoes. I can hear myself breathing, feel the hairs freezing in my nostrils, but none of it feels real. At the curb, the cop on my left cuffs my hands in front of me and puts me in the back of the lead squad unit, behind the wire cage. The other cop finishes informing me, in case I didn't catch it the first time, of my right to remain silent. As to rights, I have a number of others, and he lets me know about those. Do I understand? No. I nod my head anyway. The door slams shut, muffling the world outside. The officer who handcuffed me retraces his steps back to our front door, where he says something to Detective Bell, then something to Sarah, giving his badge number as requested, I presume. The silence around me is punctuated by the occasional soft crackle of the police radio up front. The car smells like peppermint and sweat. After a few moments, the officer returns and gets in behind the wheel. 
I know you're just doing your job, I tell him through the wire cage, but this is bullshit. He makes a sound like it isn't a shift until somebody tells him that. How old is this kid? Except for the uniform and the gun that goes with it, he looks like he could be a new freshman on campus. Out of curiosity, who am I supposed to have exploited? I'd really love to know. The officer speaks a few words into his radio in a code-riddled language I don't understand, then fastens his seatbelt and starts the car. Our house is the first on the left as you enter the circle, making it the last house you'd pass as you leave. All of our guests' cars are facing my direction, but these cops came in backward, straight to our address, which means that we have to drive clockwise all the way around in order to exit, past each of our neighbors, one by one, through the foggy...